0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God's word which we receive this evening is from the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verses 37. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. Sometimes you follow the instructions and things go the way they are supposed to. Instructions say to hold the button down for 15 seconds and the light will blink twice and you hold it down and the light blinks twice. Or the instructions say to put the muffins in the oven for 15 minutes and they'll be golden brown and in 15 minutes they're a nice golden brown. Sometimes, however, you think you're following the instructions and they don't work out, right? The light doesn't blink. The muffins don't look golden brown, And when things aren't going the way you expect, it causes you to wonder what went wrong. In our text this evening, Pilate asks Jesus, are you then a king? Pilate has to ask Jesus because he doesn't look like a king. It's not going the way that Pilate would expect if indeed he were a king. If Pilate had to guess based on the evidence before him, Pilate would no doubt have said, no, he's not a king. Pilate has a set of instructions he's following in his head and things don't appear to be in order. There must be something wrong. And we all too often have to ask the same question and for the same reason. Like Pilate things don't look right to us in the world today do they we have to wonder is jesus really the king is he really in control is he really ruling all things because this world doesn't look like what we would expect if jesus were truly in control because the world doesn't look the way and our lives don't look the way that we think they should, we probably more often than we realize ask the same question that Pilate does, even if we don't exactly phrase it the same way. Are you really in charge up there, God? Are you really listening? Are you a king? The problem, however, is not with Jesus' power or with his authority or with his kingship. The problem is with our expectations. We're expecting a nice golden brown, and Jesus makes it clear that's not what we ought to be expecting. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 25, Jesus says, see, I have told you beforehand. In the first part of Matthew 24, Jesus is talking about earthquakes and famines, war and pestilence, drought, hatred, false prophets, and many other kinds of evil and lawlessness. And all these things, we would think, very naturally, are an indication that something has gone wrong. The cupcakes don't seem to be the nice golden brown we're expecting. But Jesus left that notation there in the recipe for us, didn't he? He left that little notation scribbled in his own hand saying, no, don't worry, this is exactly what you should be seeing, what you should expect. The problem is not with Jesus' authority, but with our expectations. And because Jesus left us this little note, we don't have to worry or wonder but are reassured and built up in our faith that, yes, indeed, everything is going the way Jesus said. This is what we should expect. Jesus is indeed in control. He does reign. It doesn't look like what we would naturally expect, and it didn't look to Pilate like what he would expect of a king. But the problem isn't with Jesus, but with Pilate's expectations. And Jesus seeks to correct those expectations in his response to Pilate, doesn't he? Because he says to Pilate, for this reason I was born and for this reason I came into the world. In other words, Jesus is telling Pilate, I don't look like what you expect because I am not the kind of king that you're used to or that you're expecting. It's easy to find somebody to be president or to be governor or to be emperor or to be king of Judea. There are many people who would like that job. It's easy to find a king or a president who fits Pilate's expectations. That kind of a king, isn't it? But that kind of a king can't save us from sin or from death, can't raise us from the dead, can't bring us into heaven, and can't dwell with us while we suffer through this life. Jesus makes it clear he's not that kind of a king. For this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into the world. It's easy when we hear those two phrases to just assume that it's repetition, that Jesus is saying the same thing two times in a row. It's easy to think that because we do use that second phrase, I came into the world we do sometimes use that to mean our birth don't we we use those two phrases to mean the same thing but when jesus speaks them, um, he doesn't use them to mean the same thing when jesus says i was born although actually in the greek it's not i was born but i was conceived when jesus says i was conceived he is speaking according to his human nature that he was conceived just like any of us became a man, born of the Virgin Mary. But when he says, I came into the world, he's referring to something else altogether, isn't he? He's referring to his divine nature, which did not begin at conception, but was always, and came down from heaven, and was incarnate, and became man. With these words, Jesus lets Pilate know that he is different. He is not what Pilate expects because he is not just another man or just another king. He is Emmanuel, the God who became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus does not look like the king that we would expect because he is God become man. And if God became man and did things the way that we would expect... Well, that would be a good indication that he's lying, That he's not actually God, isn't he? We shouldn't expect God to do the things the way that we expect. We shouldn't expect him to conform to our expectations. He came down to lift us up above our sinful nature so that we might be conformed to his image, not him conformed to our image. He is Emmanuel. And because of this, he is A king who can die for our sins and save us from ourselves. For this purpose he was born. He continues speaking to Pilate, For this purpose I came to bear witness to the truth. And at this point, Pilate must have thought that Jesus had really lost it. Pilate had been a ruler for a long enough time to know that Earthly rulers do not bear witness to the truth, do they? Politicians, kings, emperors, they cannot rule by being honest people. They can be honest to some extent. But if a reporter goes and asks somebody, well, why do you want to be president? The honest answer would probably be, because I like power. Because I want the fame, right? But if they were to say that, they wouldn't get elected. Pilate knew that truth was not part of what a ruler did. But Jesus reveals to Pilate and to us the incredible, awesome truth. And not only is he a king who speaks truth, but he is a king who is a king through truth. He does not rule by armies or by political power. He rules through his word. We saw that back at the beginning of Lent when we saw Jesus in the wilderness being tempted by Satan. He overcame by the power of God's word. We saw it in the Garden of Gethsemane when Peter, wanted to, when Peter did pull out his sword and wanted to fight the armies and Jesus said, put it away. And then Jesus said, I am he and all the guards fell down. Jesus does not conform to our expectations or to Pilate's expectations because he does not rule by armies, but through his word of truth. The purpose of a king is to rule, right? Jesus rules in our hearts through his word. As he tells us in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. The purpose of a king is to destroy our enemies and to keep us safe. Jesus destroys our enemies and keeps us safe through the power of his word, his truth. First Peter 1 Peter 1.5 Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Unlike any other king, Jesus' power is truth. Not armies or strength, but Preaching. That is not what we expect, but the problem is our expectations, right? Not Jesus. He came to rule in our hearts through his word. The real question, however, is not, is Jesus a king? Jesus is a king. The real question is, is he my king? When Pilate crucified Jesus, he wrote the inscription above his head, and perhaps you remember what that inscription was. "Jesus Nazarenus Rexus Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And the Latin letters I and R.I. are often seen above the cross to remind us of that inscription, "Jesus Nazarenus Rex." Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Why did Pilate insist on writing that above Jesus? The Jews wanted him to take it down, but he insisted on leaving it up there. Did he do it perhaps because he was annoyed that the Jews had forced him to crucify Jesus and this was a little bit of a chance to get back at them? Could be. Did he do it perhaps because some part of him really thought it was true? that Jesus really was the king of the Jews, that could be part of it too. But the thing is, even if he believed that, it didn't really matter, did it? Because at best he believed Jesus was the king of the Jews. When what he should have written was, Jesus of Nazareth, my king. Pilate had no use for Jesus, and he had no use for the truth that Jesus came to bring. He made that very clear. After Jesus said what we just read, Pilate responded, what is truth? And for Pilate, that was the end of the conversation. He had no use for this king of the Jews. He had no use for this king who brought truth. But if we desire for Jesus to be my king, rex Meus. We need to abide in that truth. As Jesus said, if you abide in my word, Jesus is the king who rules our hearts through his truth. Jesus, our king, does not demand, as some kings do, that we serve him perfectly and faithfully, and if we mess up, he doesn't shout off with our heads or send us to prison. He knows that we are sinners who will fail. And he came to die for our sins. He asks us only to dwell in the truth. That truth of our sin and of his forgiveness. He asks that we do not hide from that truth, but acknowledge our sin, confess our sin before him and before one another. So that he can wash it away by his blood. Jesus, our King, does not call on us to pick up swords and guns as Peter tried to do and defend him and his kingdom with our lives. He asks us to learn the truth and to wield that truth. Jesus, our King, does not ask us to die for him. He died for us. He asks us to live in his kingdom. Are you a king then? Yes. But not what we are expecting and certainly not what Pilate was expecting. Jesus is not the kind of king that we would expect and his kingdom is not the kingdom that we would expect. It's something better. A king who rules in our hearts through his truth. He is Emmanuel. The king who came to bear witness to the truth and to dwell in our hearts. Amen.